here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den podcast. What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den podcast. I am very excited today to have Brent, my dear friend, guest on the show, regular on the show from AMZ Pathfinder. Brent, happy new year. How was your holiday season? It's been fantastic so far. Had a real break and then dove right back into it on the 4th of January. So it's been nonstop since then. <laughs> it's a busy time of year right now uh, yeah. for us. Is it busy for you too? It's extremely busy. A lot of inbound interest, uh, a lot of changes at the company, You know, kind of in that same spirit of... Uh, uh, new year, new you, a lot of people go through and New Year's resolutions. Well, we do that for the company too. Uh, so new themes, new people, new new methods, new areas of service, all kinds of stuff happening. <sighs> exciting, exciting time. I feel like it's great because a lot of companies that are doing Amazon marketing, uh, they're all just like, okay, Q4 is over. Let's kick it into high gear. Like, what are we going to do differently? How are we going to do things better? And this actually inspired the topic that we want to talk about today, which is kind of like getting back to basics, how to reinvigorate those basics. And we actually have like a really cool series that we'll do together over the coming weeks, which is basically like, let's go back to basics. Like so many things change all the time in Amazon advertising, but like what are the fundamentals of keyword research in 2022? And like, how do we take the good foundational stuff? Uh, this topic's about keyword research that we'll be talking about today, but how do you take all that good stuff and modernize it and like be sure that you've dotted your I's and crossed your T's and at getting keyword research right? Um, and this, this was a major theme for you and uh, your company because um, you suggested this topic that we do a little series on mm-hmm. back to basics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If I could kind of position my thinking on that, I, I work uh, at a personal level from like themes. Like, what are my themes for 2021? What are my themes for this year, 2022? And then I try to maintain that theme throughout the year, uh, you know, with mixed success, like I'm sure everybody does with their New Year's resolutions. But mm-hmm. for this particular one, one of the themes that I have chosen for Pathfinder is this back to basics. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the people on my team are real nerds for ads and they really get caught up in the details, right? They're like, what's the resolution of this particular uh, creative type we can use? And what's the bit rate for the video? And, you know, does the client want the product oriented like this? <laughs> like all these really uh, minute details. But ultimately, if we don't have these fundamentals uh, mastered, then how can you expect to build on that basis and grow your knowledge in a, in a positive direction if you don't have those things? Uh, it's literally, you know, the foundation. If this foundation of the building is not stable, how can you build, you know, additional stories on top of it, I guess? Yes, that is a major, 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 major theme that I have like 
preached on a lot. It's so easy to get caught up in like quick tips and like minutia and details. And it's not that those minutia points and details don't matter. And like that latest tip doesn't matter. It's like you really need a filing, an internal filing system about where do you put these things uh, and you need strong fundamentals. You need a strong core. It's just like you're working out and you know, you're doing, you're doing bench press all the time. Cause you want to, cause when people ask you how much you bench, you got to tell them, you got to tell them, <laughs> you got to tell them your max bench. It's the but only you, thing that matters. Nothing else. <laughs> that's right. But you know, you can't skip leg day and you need a strong core if you like really want to like be an athlete. Right. Yeah. Uh, imagine the imbalance if you just did that one exercise. Yeah. You want to be able to do various ones to, to put it back in. And also I think it, it's also a question of impact. Like what are the things that have a large impact? Everyone always talks about 80, 20. I know that's real sexy and I'm not going to say this is a Pareto situation, but it is true that mastering some of these fundamentals like keywords, which is, I guess, spoiler, what we're talking about today um, in keyword research is, is such a fundamental aspect. And that mm-hmm. has a huge impact on everything else. Mm-hmm. So really excited for this Back to Basics series. And we've, we're going to have a couple episodes coming out over the, fall, over the coming weeks. We've got Back to Basics on keyword research, bidding, targeting types, advertising psychology, incorporating PPC into your full funnel, and how budgeting can inform strategy. So we've got a whole bunch of Back to Basics topics. But today is perhaps the most popular, most asked about, most discussed, because people just love keywords. <laughs> uh, don't they, Brent? They do. Keywords are very sexy. They're something that people love to talk about. How mm-hmm. many it's, keywords they research, you know, what great tools they have, all the ways mm-hmm. they use them. So, to yeah, use a absolutely. callback, to use a callback, keywords are the bench press <laughs> of, <laughs> of Amazon PPC. Yeah, well, Mike, I don't know about you, but I just researched 10,000 keywords, so. Ooh, nice. (laughs) How many keywords do you have? So let's jump into it. Uh, We're going to break this up because it's a back to basics episode. Uh, We're going to be covering some basics, some philosophy about keyword research, as well as some actual techniques, like what actually is keyword research? What tools are we using? We have some recommendations uh, that we use personally towards the end. So without further ado, Let's segue into this first section. Okay, Brent, is this an easy question or not? Is this, is this a softball or a fastball? What is a keyword? Actually, Mike, I think it's a curveball. Oh. Because you might think, <laughs> oh, I know the answer to what keyword is. That's easy. But actually, I think we need to zoom out just for a second here and talk about uh like what a keyword is outside of the context of Amazon. Because I think if you look at it from the most like basic digital sense, a keyword is the word that you're trying to match when you're searching, like let's say a document or a web page or the internet. (laughs) Everyone's familiar with Google, right? You're putting keywords in Google and those keywords are linked to relevant things. And so that I think is, is the most, uh, you know, kind of root um, definition of like what a keyword is. That's how Mm -hmm. I would, kind of frame it and i think it's become such a huge part of our lives uh since the advent of like computers being mainstream and mobile technology now taking the four uh that, that would be my definition of a keyword 
Mm -hmm. And it's also really interesting too. I've seen a lot of stuff from Google that has really tried to push like death of a keyword um, because of the, the birth of the internet. It was all about like keyword stuffing. Uh, like right. there'd be websites that would have like gray text on a gray background. Like if their website was gray, I think BMW was a really popular um, example of this. BMW, huge company, hired some SEO company to like SEO optimize their website in the early days of Google. And like, that's literally what they did. They like had gr uh, this bottom in their footer of their website. They just had gray text on gray background, which was just like BMW car, like buy a car, like all these different <laughs> words just stuffed. And then Google being much simplistic at the time, just saw those words and was like, okay, great. And then it started, then they started to evolve. It's like, no, you need to use them thoughtfully. Um, and I think it's really interesting. Like Google kind of wants to, to kill the keyword in some ways, uh, where it's sort of saying like, Hey, like we don't want to necessarily reward the most optimized post on, you know, a recipe made by a digital marketer. It's like, how do we look past it and how do we assess what's actually good content when you search for, uh, you know, strawberry rhubarb pie, <laughs> you know? So they're trying to analyze things in a different way over there. And, you know, I sort of expect, you know, Amazon to follow a similar path where could Amazon live in a post keyword world where they're looking at like how language is used, looking at synonyms, looking at antonyms, looking at sentences, looking at images, like looking at all these other things, you know, uh, getting the transcript from a video and like incorporating that, like incorporating all these things, the words used in reviews um, to basically reward, you know, the truest result for any search that a person makes. So yeah, and a simple, that there's definitely a curveball of a question sort of what is a keyword follow-up question to that brent is like what is a target because that is a word that uh google doesn't really have uh mm -hmm. amazon of course has this concept of targets yeah and i'm glad they switched to it actually because it's it's immediately descriptive of what it is so mm -hmm. i think the reason they did is because an asin is a target you you put that as a target in a campaign you put a keyword like we just talked about that someone's actually typing in actively searching you put that as a target also, targets are audiences, uh, mm -hmm. and what else? Like uh, they have a retargeting categories. thing. Categories, yeah, categories. Can't forget categories. Um, so those are all in Amazon's parlance targets, and I actually really like targets. Although I notice when talking to clients and many people, they use it interchangeably with keyword because mm -hmm. they don't. They're not pedantic about the words. Yes. It's <laughs> like a keyword <laughs> target. It's a keyword target. Yeah. It's a keyword target. It's an ASIN mm -hmm. target. Yeah, mm -hmm. but target is what I recognize it as, and that's a much more simple definition. I, I feel like. Right. Yeah. So keyword is just like the thing that you're going after to, to target. Um, and then, of course, as we cover up our basic vocabulary is what is a search term? Uh, and this one really applies specifically to PPC, you know, advertising. Yeah. Um, so keyword versus search term, keyword, keyword versus search term. Give it to me. So we've already been through a keyword, but then we have to introduce this idea of match types, which I think anyone in your audience is probably probably up on. Uh, but you know, let's just review really quickly. An exact match keyword uh, is limited to, uh, well, within some minor variations with plural and everything, uh, the exact same thing that you are using as your target for that keyword. Uh, whereas a broad match is able to match a whole different variety of things depending on uh, like how long the, the uh, keyword target is. So the search term is what the shopper is actually typing in 
that is triggering your keyword target. Uh, and then that's what you're actually, you know, being entered in the ad auction for. That's where the bids start to come into play and actually matter. And then, you know, budget flows upstream from there. So I guess that's the clear definition. Yeah. And this also gets confusing too, because you have this whole concept of like what I'm bidding on, which are generally referred to as keywords or targets. And then it's like what I appeared for, like what actually got the click. And that is like the search term. So it's almost like with PPC, it's like a keyword is what you bid on and a search term is what triggered your keyword. And sometimes mm -hmm. these are the same things and sometimes they are not the same things. Right. The relationship mm -hmm. can be one to many in certain, you know, many cases, but it can also be one to one. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So it's really interesting too. you know, last touch base on like the death of the keyword where it's like, you now have close variants, right? Like if I'm bidding on hammock, I'll also appear for hammocks and misspellings of the word hammock. Um, so it's almost like, well, you know, what is a keyword? Like what is an exact match keyword? It's a very interesting thing. And that concludes section one definitions. Let's jump to how to strategically think about keyword research. Alrighty, so we're getting into it. We now know what keyword research is. We've covered up our foundations. It was sort of like, what is the, why is this an activity that gets talked about so much? Like, what is the goal of keyword research? And we've got three goals here. Uh, let's, let's sort of expand on these. So what would you say is the first goal about keyword research? Yeah, like understanding more about that particular keyword. <clears throat> and potentially you could say, the neighborhood of keywords related mm. to it, the ecosystem that exists in and around it. I think that's probably the, the number one reason people are doing, doing this kind of research. Mm -hmm. So expand on that a little bit. Like if let's say we're going to use the word hammock a lot here. Uh, Cause when we were prepping for the show, <laughs> we're like, let's yo, I'm typing in hammock into this tool. What does it tell me? I'm typing in hammock into this other tool, right. which by the way, we really want to do an episode on like comparing data from various keyword tools because we have access to a lot of them in our positions. So I think it'd be really interesting to be like, okay, look at all these different numbers. Stay tuned for that. Um, but the point, the point is like the first things you can just learn more about a keyword and depending on what tool you're using, you could learn different things. Uh, obviously the most popular one is probably just search volume. Like how much does this keyword get searched? That's the one everyone wants to know. And search volume is maybe more useful as it relates to other keywords in the ecosystem or in the neighborhood, like I alluded to, rather than the exact precise volume, uh, as I think we'll probably talk about in the show. Uh, you know, there's some doubt over the precise volume counts that you get from all the various tools out there, uh, but these volumes are relative to each other. So understanding where a keyword sits in its volume hierarchy relative to others is, is kind of the, the key that most people are after. Mm -hmm. Right. Like how impactful is this keyword? You know, when it comes to like looking at a keyword, punching it in a keyword tool, seeing the search volume to me as an optimizer who wants more orders, more clicks, I feel like, yes, it's important to like know the volume of it, but more so like when I'm doing keyword research and I want to learn more about a keyword and I'll, you know, type it in, I'll 
if I've gotten to the point where I'm typing in a keyword research tool, I'm probably still going to use it regardless of what the search volume tells me. Um, <laughs> Cause it's like, this keyword is relevant, relevant to my product. It's relevant to, to mm-hmm. it, it should convert. I'm going to go use it, which kind of brings us to like the second goal of doing keyword research, which is what you were uh, mentioning to find related keywords, find new ideas for positive keywords that are different than the one that I'm typing in. Almost like I'm planting a seed and I want to, see what kind of stems come out of it. So just finding new positive targets is a, is perhaps the most popular reason to do keyword research, which is just like, show me more keywords. Like what else could I be getting sales for? Yeah, I think I think uh, you said seed and that's a really good word for it. And that's even what it's often called in tools, like the seed phrase or seed keyword, because mm-hmm. you're getting all these branches that grow off of that seed eventually and turn into many other things. And that's where you uncover let's say new alleys uh, that you've never turned down before mm-hmm. to find uh, in kind of mine, you know, people call it keyword research, keyword mining, mining for these new ideas uh, that can be incorporated in a number of different ways mm-hmm. used for many things. Right, which we'll talk about uh, in the next segment. But, and then the, of course the last one, and this one most people do not do, and maybe I'm a crazy person for doing this, but I also think these keyword research tools are fantastic for new phrase match negatives. Uh, And what I mean by that is, let's say I'm selling a hammock, like one that you would string up between two trees. I type the word hammock into a keyword research tool and guess what I saw? I saw cat hammock. I learned that cat hammocks are a thing and that lots of people search for them every single month. And it's a <laughs> hammock for your cat that you can put inside. There's some outside ones as well. But Folks, the point you can tell Mike is a dog owner here. He doesn't know about a cat <laughs> yeah. hammock. Yes. Uh, there's also like stuffed animal hammocks. Like That's right. people display stuffed an- stuffed animals on hammocks. There's also a hammock with mosquito nets. So let's say I'm selling a hammock that is for humans and not for stuffed animals or cats. And it does not have a mosquito net. I could then use the word cat as a negative phrase match and i could just block myself from ever even entering that auction accidentally inadvertently through any kind of thing that i'll do later on in my campaigns Uh, i can also add stuffed animal or or the word animal as a negative phrase and never enter in over there and if i don't have a mosquito net then i might uh think about adding the word mosquito to my searches as well. I'd probably have to make a game time decision to decide like, well, what if people are searching hammock without mosquito net? Uh, I want to appear for that because I don't have one. So there's definitely some negative phrase work that I like to play around with when I do negative keyword research, when I do keyword research, because it just gives me new ideas of what not to appear for. And I could wholesale, like improve my automatic targeting campaigns, my broad, my phrase, uh, my category targeting by just having a roster of like phrases and products that I'll just never want to appear for. Right. Imagine you're reaching into the future and preemptively stopping yourself Mm -hmm. from (laughs) wasting money on cat hammocks when you know that's just that's just people who are interested in that have zero interest in what I have to offer based on just the size of it and the price of it, Mm -hmm. um, whatever it might be. And um, you said another thing that I thought was really uh, interesting. Oh, I just lost it. It's okay. Uh, I'll say more darn. interesting things. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I, I know you will. It's just uh, <laughs> I, maybe uh, maybe not enough sleep for me or something. Well, you did have, uh, and I hope it's okay for me to say this on air, but mm-hmm. you did have two beers yesterday. 
I did have two beers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm almost 33 and I can't drink two beers in one night anymore. Apparently it ruins me the next day. So Maybe Every, you should everyone made it. be aware. <laughs> you should have made it a white claw. <laughs> um, so that's the point of keyword research, right? Like we want to go learn more about an individual keyword and you could obviously search volume, trend analysis. You can learn all different kinds of things about typing in a keyword. You know, we didn't explicitly talk about this, but like reverse ASIN work is kind of in here too. It just lets you learn more about whatever you're typing in. It also gives you information to the left and right of that word or product that you typed in where you can, you know, find related words, other things to bid on um, that are like one step, two steps, three steps away from your seed. And of course, find new phrase match negatives. Now, here's another philosophical thing. Uh, and don't worry, dear listener, I swear we're going to start talking about techniques. But the other thing is, <laughs> does it ever start and end? Like, is keyword research something you only do when you're first launching a campaign? Is this something you put on a cadence? Like, does it ever end? Hmm. I really like this. It's kind of like a Zen Cohen. <laughs> hmm. I think there are aspects of it that do end. Mm-hmm. So for instance, when, when you are uh, you know, an Amazon business owner, you have a product, you probably already have known for a long time what the top volume keywords are. That's something right. that you've wrapped your head around probably early on in the process before you even held a physical object that you were going to like source or you were going to sell. Uh, you know, that, that's probably something that's been the case for a long time. However, um, market forces dictate things change, seasonality happens, uh, major global events happen, you know, hmm. can't, I can't think of a recent one, um, yeah. but, but all these things will uh, shape the search ecosystem and change it in time. So to say the assumption that I made when I sourced this product or when we came out with this new line that we expanded into and that situation has remained the same, hasn't changed at all. Probably, probably not the case. Probably things have changed. And maybe there's new trends. Maybe some trends died. Uh, mm-hmm. Fidget spinners. <laughs> um, I can think of a classic one from 2018 on Amazon mm-hmm. that we all, we all witnessed. Mm-hmm. Um, so the volume for these changes, the, the branches in that tree from the seed keyword change. Um, I like to think of it as kind of like rivers of demand that like flow through an ecosystem. And every once in a while, there are little bits of uh, like a small new creek that branches off from the main river. And maybe that turns into a river of demand on its own, or maybe mm-hmm. it eventually it dries up. So to imagine it as kind of this shifting uh, landscape is, is maybe an interesting visual to, to latch on to. So uh, do I think it ever ends? Well, we always know that hammock is going to exist, but maybe people don't like to put their cats in hammocks. Maybe a study comes out and it says, putting your cat in a hammock reduces its lifespan by 25%. And then right. cat hammocks, no one's buying them anymore. Um, you know, a silly example, but... Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you mentioned something and I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't mention this fourth part of keyword research. So aside from knowing more about that individual word, finding other ideas, finding phrase match negatives, but you can also just find new product ideas um, by just poking around and seeing like, oh, okay, like I'm selling hammocks. I see that I, it does not have a mosquito net on it, but people really want one with the mosquito net. So I'm going to build a variation of my product. I've heard lots of stories from so many people that like use keyword research or search term analysis as a way to source new ideas. So I would be remiss if we didn't say that. So like in reality, it doesn't really end. And like from a practical, like working on your campaign activity, I don't think it ever ends. I think you do 
set up periodically where you're going back to those keyword research tools, you're punching it in, and then you're seeing what is new, seeing what's different. So I don't think it ever ends. And then the last sort of um, philosophical question that we have here, sort of to really improve strategic thinking, is really like, is there a difference between keyword research? And like, what's the opposite of it? Like, what do you call an account that is not doing keyword research? Uh, we punch it into a, an antonym dictionary, and it said like keyword ignorance or keyword inactivity. Uh, and I think this, I think the word keyword inactivity, and uh, both of these make a lot of sense to me. Um, I think of keyword ignorance as like you aren't trying anything new, so you don't know what's out there. And then like inactivity is just your keyword list is stagnant. Like you ha you have the same hundred keywords that you did three months ago. Like that's kind of like stagnation. So like that's what I think of when I think of the opposite of keyword research. I really like inactivity as the word <clears throat> to explain it. And I think that what I'll say is this, the traits of someone who's a successful PPC optimizer manager is someone who's a researcher. Mm -hmm. The trait I would ascribe to someone who's not good is an inactive yep. person. <laughs> Done. And, and what does that actually mean in like practical terms? Like I'll let people kind of fill that in, but yeah, I think if, if I was gonna describe a team member on my team as inactive with keyword research, that's not a flattering compliment for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so we've covered definitions, we've covered how to think about these things strategically. And now let's actually go and like do some keyword research. Like let's actually like plan it into an account management and then also share what tools we use. Let's jump to the last section here. Alrighty, techniques. Um, is it possible to do too much keyword research too fast? Hmm. You know, my intuition says Yes, because there's only a certain amount of information you can really gather. You know, the problem we have is not that we don't have enough sources of data. Mm -hmm. It's that there's not enough curation and attention going going into that, mm. um, which basically just sounds like social media. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but th that's, that's my first intuitive uh, take on it. I was on a call the other day with someone and some, it was a, a number I don't remember, but it was incredibly high where I actually think it might've been 99%. Like 99% of their keywords had fewer than like two orders a month. And I looked at that as a sign of like, wow, like all of these keywords are like either brand new or get very, very little data. Like we haven't found the the meat of your of your account. We haven't found like the keywords that you want to stick. Mm -hmm. The way that this was was a person went to a keyword research tool, and like when you use a keyword research tool, like I typed the word hammock into one of these tools, I got thirty one thousand related terms, and they just basically copied and pasted a lot of these terms and just dropped them in. They had a limited budget, so you know, one campaign had like hundreds of keywords in it and a budget of like 20 a day. And that's why they had so many keywords of just like, man, like this only has two clicks. Like this only has one order in a month. Like all these things you're, we're testing way too much. You'd be way better off at, you know, narrowing your focus, shining a spotlight on a small family of keywords first. Like you don't get rewards for just dumping a whole bunch of keywords in your account. So like, not, I do anymore. Think, not anymore. Not anymore on Amazon, <laughs> yeah. no. So I, I do think you can be testing too much and you really need to be aware of like, 
how do you know when a keyword research test is complete? Well, you know you need to give it a certain amount of clicks. So if you have a limited budget and you have like tons and tons and tons of keywords that you just dropped in there, you're going too fast. Uh, you're testing too much, too much, and you're gonna have a hard time getting any meaningful data and like learning using business intelligence to inform your next round of keyword research. So I think you can test too much. Yeah, let me stack on top of that two other concepts. The first one is if you are um, using keywords in that fashion, um, my sense of that is that you are placing, because what you're essentially doing with CPC bidding is placing bets mm -hmm. on things that you think are going to work. And you can place bets on seven things, or you can place bets on 345 things. <laughs> and mm -hmm. if you uh, are have done the research and are more confident in those seven things, uh, you're probably going to be able to put more budget against each of those. So you're giving each of them more room to run, more room to breathe. You know, they have the oxygen to be able to actually, uh, you know, do something. Um, that's my first thought. Second thought would be, this is what match types are for. <laughs> you're doing the work of a match type. The match type should be doing the work. So if you have a couple good roots that are broad and potentially phrase match, they have enough budget. You said some preemptive negatives, like we've talked about earlier in the show, um, that are maybe going to block some of those potential wasters. So you're not just throwing money away on those. You're setting yourself up for a good position. And you don't have to do the heavy lifting of copy-paste, you know, 300 keywords, copy-paste 1,000 more. Uh, that's, that's not like long-term success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So you can test to... So you need it to be appropriate. So when that comes in... I sometimes think of it as like, you should be dedicating a percentage of your budget towards keyword research. Um, you know, let's say somebody's spending $10,000 a month currently and they're like, this is great. I'm gonna go put, punch some words into a keyword research tool. And they come back with a huge list of keywords. They put it into their account. And then they're like, I'm gonna spend $25,000 on these keywords. So like they set the budgets up and they're like, let's go spend $25,000 on these keywords. Hmm. What would you say to that person? Is that too much or too little? Wait, so the first number you said was they're spending 10K a month on ads? They, yeah, they're spending 10, 10 grand a month on their ads. And mm -hmm. then they go out, do a lot of keyword research. They find a whole slew of keywords. And they're like, let's spend $25,000 on these keywords next month. Yeah, that, that would be hyper aggressive, right? Mm -hmm. that, would, that would be beyond uh, what I would consider like an okay mm -hmm. percentage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what would you say like an appropriate, in that example... What would you say an appropriate amount would be to do some testing? Mm -hmm. So let's assume that they have picked like uh, and, and carefully selected these. They're not just shotgunning them in there, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Maybe 15, 20% of a monthly mm -hmm. budget can be expected to be allocated. Now, the one caveat I'll say is if, the, if you have a limited budget and you already have some sure winners, maybe you'd be better off focusing on those. But even in that scenario, uh, I would say for, this is true for any kind of PPC, but this is true for Amazon. Uh, you should have some budget devoted to testing. Otherwise, you're not really uh, doing your job as a, as a manager to, to push the envelope here a little bit. And some of those tests will fail. I mean, that's what tests are. <laughs> they don't all succeed. But we try to give them the best possible shot we can of succeeding by um, you know, doing the research up front and carefully positioning it. I don't know. Does that sound about right to you? 15%, 20 totally yeah 15 20 percent you should be trying to push the envelope and again like business needs will vary and like the phase of a business will be varying but right. yeah 15 20 percent of, of like trying something new 
is great. Like, so if you can find smart things to test, and I'm not just saying like test for the sake of testing, like maybe I'm selling that hammock and I'm like, okay, it doesn't have a mosquito net, but let me go find out anyway. Like if I bid on the word with mosquito net and I don't have one just to see if I get an order. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm talking about like good smart bets and yeah, 15% or plus or minus makes a lot of sense because that's how like the, the more keyword research you do, the better, the more you learn faster. So you, you, you kind of want to control it with how much you're spending on it and what you're bidding on it. Just know like you probably need 20, 30 clicks on a keyword in a month to determine if it's going to be good or not. So you have to factor in like, okay, if my normal CPCs are around a dollar, that means if I dump one keyword in here, it's probably going to be an extra $20 to, to get 20 clicks for it. And if you multiply that out by a hundred keywords, it's like, well, now you have 20 clicks multiplied by a hundred keywords that adds up relatively quickly. So that's how you should determine like how much to spend on your research. Like do a little bit of that math um, will be really helpful for you. And let's move to this last section here. What keyword research tools are we using and sort of how are we using them? You know, the show typically tries to be tool agnostic. So we'll start with like uh, Amazon's own tools. Um, but then, you know, we have access to a lot of tools. Uh, it's worth investigating and worth spending money on tools to get work done in a more meaningful way, a faster way. So let's start with Amazon's tools. Uh, what tools does Amazon have to help us figure out what words are out there? Yeah, I think that this list, I'm so happy that it's so long now because it used to be so short. <laughs> um, I would say the one that most people probably are familiar with in the audience and have access to would be brand analytics, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't give search volume, but it gives us that uh, search frequency rank, right? SFR and, you know, mm -hmm. lower that number is, the higher volume it is. It's great because you can, you know, break it down by month and week, uh, quarter, I think too. Love that tool for many reasons. You know, it gives mm -hmm. us the exact wording people are searching and then the products. Those products can then be used for other researches, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but that's like the first one that comes to mind for Amazon's mm -hmm. own tools. Yeah, it's, it's great. The brand analytics tools, they give you more information about an individual keyword. Check. Uh, it gives you new ideas to find positive targets. Check. Absolutely. Uh, it helps you find new phrase match negatives, potentially, yeah. Uh, and new product ideas, potentially, yeah. So that right there, you have a keyword research tool baked into Amazon that you do not need to pay for. That's right there. Um, and many of these audience probably also has access to the new, it's in beta, product opportunity explorer from Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, now this is new, it's neat. Uh, I have it pulled up right here in front of me. and. Right off the bat, it gives me search volume for the word hammock. It gives me search volume growth, like how it's moving in the last 90 days. We're recording this in January, so less people are buying hammocks. Negative 36 search volume growth. It gives me how many units sold in the last 90 days. It gives me average price. It gives me number of top clicked products. Uh, you know, basically who, what kind, how many varied products are getting clicks. It gives me related words. Um, it gives me all kinds of stuff. So does it give me more information about an individual keyword? Yes. New idea for positives? Absolutely. Because uh, I see outdoor hammock, double hammock, portable hammock, so on and so forth, tree hammock, uh, new phrase match negatives. I will say that some of the third-party tools that are not Amazon 
are better at going like way varied. So I don't yeah. see the word cat hammock here. And in fact, I only have uh, a one page of recommendations here. Um, so I have like 25, not the 15,000 I said earlier. So like, yes, it gives me maybe some phrase match, phrase match negative ideas. Does it give you new product ideas? Yeah. So there's some cool things. Oh my gosh, I also have, that also gives you search conversion rate. So you can see like, what are people converting for this product, which is great. Um, <laughs> I can tell you're into it, Mike. You really like this tool. <laughs> yeah, good luck trying to determine what they mean by conversion rate, but uh, moving on. So you have some tools baked right in. Um, should we mention search term impression share and then like auto campaigns as a keyword research tool? Uh, I think auto campaigns are probably like one of the ones that most sellers or Amazon business owners would go to because like that's what they've been taught. And I think mm -hmm. it's still a valid uh, approach. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the conceit there being you set up an auto campaign, you give it a you know modest budget, some modest uh, CPC bids, um, maybe tweak your targeting settings a little bit now that you can do that and break those out. So you have some better definition when you look at the data and then see what it pulls in. You know, so it's a combination of what your category is, what your listing is indexed for, what keywords are in there, what the shopper's history for your listing is, all that stuff. And so you'll you'll definitely pull out some like some live uh, search terms from that that can be converted, of course, into uh, ASIN uh, targets or keyword targets, or can be used to improve your listing, whatever it might be. Uh, so I would include that for sure. And and I think maybe Amazon doesn't think of it as a tool, but that's certainly how it's used. And mm -hmm. I mean, we use it like that as the agency we have for years. So. For sure. I, you know, I feel like I've said this uh, a ton of times on this show. Uh, like when people talk about, when people ask me about keyword research, I'm like, go launch an auto campaign. Like it'll tell you how your product is actually performing already. Uh, you don't have to like guesstimate that these keywords will, will work well or not. It's like mm -hmm. your auto campaign is doing that work for you already. And you have like real battle scars from it. You're actually like finding out actually how it's doing. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's great. So you already have several keyword research tools baked right inside. I would go as far to say you do not need a keyword research. You do not need to pay for a keyword research tool by any means to be overwhelmed with keyword ideas. Um, <laughs> you have plenty of them. Uh, and at one point, that wasn't always true. At one point in time, like if you, you wouldn't know search volume, you had to use a third-party tool that would estimate it for you. You wouldn't know much detail about a particular keyword. You had to go use a third-party tool. Right. Uh, right. And now it's just baked right inside Amazon. Pretty cool. Yeah, we live in amazing times. And in fact, I'm going to make a prediction here at the, since we're very near the start of the year. I think this year, uh, you know, write it down, Amazon's going to make some kind of keyword research tool that is designed for ads specifically. I, I'm crossing my fingers and hope, hoping it's true, mm -hmm. but I've, uh, I haven't heard anything, any inside information or anything like that. I'm just, I think this is finally gonna happen. I, I right. can't wait for it. Google's had so, it forever. Yeah, come on, please Amazon. <laughs> they, they, uh, Google uses it as a selling tool. Like when they're mm -hmm. calling up, when they're getting businesses to like spend more on ads, they tell them like, hey, did you know that this keyword you could be getting like so many more clicks on if you added it to your account. They want you to right. do it. And Amazon kind of does it. They're like, hey, why don't you add this word? Um, when you're like filling out your campaign setup, they're like, what about these words? But at that point, they don't give you much data about the keyword. So yeah, it's a little tricky. So we live in a fantastic time. Now let's move off of Amazon into, third, into some third-party tools. Um, and it's sort of worth saying that uh, the best of my knowledge, like 
this data of like actually how much something gets searched is not in any Amazon API. Um, so we use the advertising API a lot uh, and it's definitely not in there. Uh, and I don't believe it's in uh, the seller API, which, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. So like this data where I searched hammock inside product opportunity explorer inside Amazon, uh, I don't think this data is available to third parties in an API based manner. So the question becomes like, before we mention all these tools, like where does the data come from? It's worth asking every provider that you would ever work with for keyword research, just like, where are you getting all this data? Like, are you approximating it? Or, is, or like, how are you calculating it? I think that's a question worth asking. Like every savvy Amazon marketer should have an idea of like, if I use this tool, where do they get their data? And like, be scrupulous about it too. Um, especially if you're gonna use it regularly and rely on it and want it to be a degree of accurate, which is why I think it'd be so fun to just poke open all these different tools and search the same word and be like, well, this one says it's, 3 million. This one only says it's 20. <laughs> we can do a live stream. We'll have hundreds of viewers grip, you know, gripping the edge of their seat and excitement. <laughs> they can't believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's cool because you can compare it against Amazon's own figure. You know, sure. What they actually sure. say. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Let's talk about it. Give me, give me some tools. What do you like to use? Okay. This is like the eternal question that always gets debated and discussed at any Amazon conference or anytime you talk to someone you haven't spoken to in a bit, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, what tools are you using these days? Yeah. We all love a tool, right? We all love paying for a subscription, messing around with stuff, look at the shiny new features. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's some commonalities between them. So most of these tools, they have several features. The, the two I'll like note here are really, you know, put in a seed keyword phrase, get back a bunch of things, filter those results by various criteria. Or number two, put in ASINs, which are then scraped against whatever database or something that they have. And then that also will give you uh, keyword results. So mm -hmm. those are like the two big avenues for this that I see. Is there any other you can think of, Mike, for the keyword research side? Done, that's it. Uh huh. Yeah. So some of my favorites, um, I would say, it, 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 you can't really escape Helium 10. That's one of the biggest ones out there. Um, Zonguru, which I uh, am getting more and more into, has a very similar feature set to that. One of my other favorites that is not one of those two is actually a browser extension that uh, we, we pay for as a company. We have a bunch of licenses for it. It's called ASE, Amazon, Amazon Search Expander. Um, and basically what that does is it takes the suggested searches that come up from Amazon and it will uh, expand that list um, and put words uh, you know, in front of your search or behind your search or related searches and then you can export that. And that's actually super useful. Um, and very cool, big fan of that tool. That's a little bit different than the other two, but all, all three of those uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of. Right on, yeah. Um, I would copy uh, what you just said. I'd also add in, I like Ahrefs. I've been using Ahrefs for an incredibly long time. They added Amazon data to their database a while ago. Um, and what's cool about it is you can like type in a word and immediately get analysis of like how it's searched on Google, YouTube, Amazon, Bing, Yahoo. And they also have like Yandex, Baidu, uh, Naver, so on and so forth. Like a whole bunch of non-English uh, speaking places. Like it gives you a ton and ton of data. I love that aspect. It also gives you, uh, in fact, it gave me a, 
this was the Ahrefs gave me the 32,000 variations of the word hammock all over the place, which I thought was just <laughs> pretty interesting. I also like merchant words, old, oldie but goodie. Um, I just, it's just clean, fast, old, reliable. It, they just like just focused on keywords. Um, so they just have tons and tons of keyword based stuff, which I think is really fun. Uh, I also wanted to throw in answer the public. Uh, which is really nice. Uh, have you ever used you know, this tool? I have, and you know what? I feel ashamed for forgetting about it because it's such yeah. an interesting tool. You know, it's, it's what would you call it? It's more of a mind map than it is one of these straightforward research things. And if I remember correctly, it also has a very strange interface, right? Uh, yes. But it's cool. It's delightful. So I typed the word in hammock over here, and it just gives you lots of different ideas to talk about like think about so on and so forth so like it does a cool job of like grouping things so i type the word hammock and then i can see a stem to without so like hammock without stand hammock without trees hammock without frame without drilling uh without under quilt without shelf uh without spreader bar um so it just shows you lots of different themes to, to like pull on so if i were to do this again i could maybe type in hammock stand and like get new ideas from that and like that kind of like stemming, like continuing to pull the threads is where you can find some ideas that uh, third party tools generally do a, a better job of, I think, Amazon in that regard. Like Amazon seems to give you really tight recommendations. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to go and explore and like find new ideas, uh, that's really valuable. Should we mention like the process? Because you mentioned you type a seed word in, you get a whole bunch and you use some kind of filtering system to pare it down. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, it's a bad idea to go to any tool and just click export and just add all that right to your advertising account. So like, how do you how do you get that list and then the decide I'm only going to do this? Uh, we talked about budget earlier, so that's going to influence that decision. Right. But like in terms of like when you have that list, let's say your budget is unlimited, what do you do to that list before you drop it into your campaigns? I think one of my favorite ways to exclude, because what you're trying to do at the, at the onset there is narrow things down and also uh, exclude things. Because if you have like 31,000 results, like you said, for Hammock or whatever, it's like, uh, we'll, we'll want to get that number down to things that are relevant. That's, that's too many for my human brain to process right now and intelligently make decisions about. So one of my favorite filters is to use the exclude or include certain words. So go back to the Hammock example, you know, I want to exclude cat. So anything mm -hmm. that has cat in it, yeah, there you go. There's like 1,200 uh, keywords just eliminated right there. And then maybe I'll put a comma, depending on how the search operators work or the exclusion operator and, you know, exclude some other word from it. And that starts to trim the fat and, and removes things that I won't have to go back later in depth of the data and eliminate myself um, or, uh, you know, from whatever process I'm following to, to discover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so having some kind of basically pre-filtering. Uh, you want to like... You could theoretically just put all of them into your account and then just like let them battle it out in the real world. But, you know, you can kind of see maybe some won't make it uh, or not. So right off the bat and, you know, look for themes that you want to be testing on, you know, factor in like how much am I testing right now. But whew, we've ran the gauntlet right here about keyword research. Um, we sure have. We just created a, uh, thousands of keyword research pros right here how does that how does that feel feels good man we're arming people with the uh the basics the fundamentals for 2022 everyone's getting back to the basics here and going to be stronger for it back to basics is there any part of your personal life that you're getting back to basics on 
Now that was more of a theme for uh, that was more of a theme for the business in my personal mm-hmm. life. I think I'm going more advanced. You're going more advanced. Yeah, I'm diving into more cycling events. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, in case anyone doesn't know, Brent is a talented athlete. You cycle like a, a proper cyclist. You're like out there in your cycling outfit on hills in the European mountains. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all true. All true. The accusations yeah. are all true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a big part of my life and keeps me keeps me in balance and the time away from the computer. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to be venturing far, far and near for cycling events this year. So I'm very excited about that. I love it. Um, cycling. Awesome. Uh, next time I'm in Europe, we should go cycling because I work out. I, I run a lot. And I was like, I think I could be a cyclist. And I've been cycling before. And I'm like, this isn't, I'm not ready for this. Um, but it's always beautiful. I just feel like you go places that you wouldn't normally go to. Um, and that's really special. I agree. That's how I feel when I try to run, by the way, I'm like, uh, my legs are sore now. I don't like this. My knees hurt, you know, <laughs> don't get that with cycling, but yeah, mm-hmm. the scenery is, you know, a major part of the reason I'm into it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, everyone, dear listener, thank you so much for listening. This is the highlight of my week. Um, and this was a great way to kick off the year back to basics. Brent, can we have you back on to continue this series of getting back to basics? Absolutely. Well, we will see you next time here on the PPC Den podcast. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs>